When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals, creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and uncommon perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now, on with the show. All right. Well, we have probably, this is our biggest, Mikkel, would you say this is our longest running DGDC tradition? It is. This is the- Do you want to know the exact year? Ooh. Yeah. When was oh, the sure. first really? year? 16. Wow. Oh, crap. 16 yeah. wow. AD. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the only talent that you can keep coming back for that many years. You run everybody off. Bill, you're the only one. You're the only one, man. And we are so glad it's to have fantastic. you back. Survivor. If, if you haven't figured Thank it you. out, this is the Logo Trends yeah. 2021 uh, with our buddy <laughs> Bill Gardner from Gardner Designs and Logo Lounge. What's up, Bill? Bill. Hey, this is a blast. And I, you know, I feel honored knowing I'm your, uh, do we have to say oldest? Maybe we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. Season. Long, uh, longest standing. some yeah. other yeah. adjective we can. Longest running. Yeah. Okay. Longest yes. running. Uh, okay. Multiple we'll returning. We'll what, what else could we say, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots of ovation. And, and yeah. it's, it's, we were just saying before we we got on with you, mm. how it can't, it can't be a year ago. Like that was in so many ways, when we look back at uh, the last year, it either feels like 100 years or it feels like last month, right? And yeah. I mean, like, yeah. we just got finished talking yeah. with you. And, and then I saw your report, and <laughs> well, I was like, Bill is back. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that I think, if I, if I recall right, that was Jordan's first show. That um, was, come, yeah, come, that was my first. Was it? And yeah. yeah. So Jordan, Jordan, if we cut you in half, could we count the circles and see one? <laughs> just one, <laughs> sir. Yeah. One small just circle. One, you're, you're, you're just one year old on this thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning to walk, starting to color inside the lines. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, and it's so interesting too, because I, I remember when we were doing that, we were like, it was a perfect moment to talk and bring Jordan into it because we were talking about branding so much yeah. and particularly your 2020 uh, logo trend at that time. But now we're here and we're, we've survived. We're, we're after that year. And I, I was so anxious yeah. to one could talk to you on this and when we can get you back on here, but uh, just reading <laughs> through your report, this was, tell us a little hmm. bit about how different this was from the very beginning uh, after last year. 
You know, okay, and I may not deliver the answer you're looking for here, um, but I'm but I'm going to take a shot at this because, as you recall, when we got into this last year, um, it really was. I mean, it was it was so much closer to the beginning of COVID that everybody was kind of making speculation on, you know, what's this going to do to the industry, and where where are we going, and how's this going to affect us? And here we are, you know, a year later. And and for those that don't know, um, I'm in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, and uh, you know, kind of the middle of the country. And we were dealing with clients on either coast that were going, oh, my God, well, you, you guys are together in the office. You're, I mean, you, you, you touch each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where we're going to, you know, it was a little bit <laughs> yeah. different here than in, in some parts of the country. Uh, a lot of different regulations and shutdowns and the likes. But, you know, as I kind of look back at it, man, um, you know, some, somebody told me that nothing accelerates trends faster than crisis. <laughs> and, wow. uh, it, it was amazing. I mean, if, if, if you think about it, um, things that usually go in 10 steps kind of jumped from step four straight to step eight, you know, mm-hmm. um, things that we were doing that all of a sudden, you know, uh, well, uh, you know, in the first place, Skype entirely missed out on it. Zoom got in on it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, all of a sudden, you know, yeah. Isn't it really? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we start taking a look at how it's affected designers and look how quickly uh, people are kind of looking to freelance talent to come in and help them, you know, within their studio. Because, frankly, they've, they've learned to feel comfortable working with their own people, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. virtually. Isn't that amazing? And it, a lot yeah. of brand-based, brand identity designers they work this way anyhow, like a, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of us. And so it wasn't daunting in the, in the yeah. regard that it had been for so many. I mean, I kept telling my family, you're in my space, people. This is yeah. my, this is my deal. <laughs> this is my day to day. It was, new to, it was new to so many people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even, even our own, uh, even our own designers, we've got, um, just an exceptional group of talent here. And uh, even even during the midst of this, uh, hired Michael Pinda, who's um, a designer friend of ours from up in Boston, who moved to Wichita to join oh, our studio. Nice. And, um, and uh, Adam Anderson, who's in Omaha. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, we've got this tremendous group of uh, people here. You know, uh, Ellen Moseman and Jay Walter and Dustin uh, Youngman. And all of these people are ones that people kind of recognize. And and they were starting to bring more and more work in from people saying, hey, so-and-so reached out to me. I'm going, glad to hear it, you know. And and these yeah. are people that would never have reached out otherwise, but they're just feeling comfortable sure. now. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. You, 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 cool. you had a great line that started off your report that I thought kind of summed up everything. Oh. You said yeah. either – this is referring to design studios, freelancers, and everything. Either their phones were ringing off yeah. the hook or they were quiet – ringing entirely like and i and i we all heard that and i think we all went through days of like ghost town and then all of a sudden this like resurgence and what did you hear over your your i'm sure you're in touch with a lot of these design firms and people that submit the logos to it and everything what was your take on why some did really great and why others had a little bit of a trouble yeah um I, you know, a lot of it had to do with uh, how much 
how much work people had in the funnel before uh, this kind of happened to them. And mm-hmm. especially if you've got long-term work or if you have contracts and the likes with specific clients, uh, those were the people that kind of had something to rest on. Um, they, they knew that they had dollars coming in and they weren't going to have to shut down. There were a lot of people that got into the PPP uh, or PPE dollars that kind of came through that um, uh, allowed them to kind of help fund in that way. But honestly, I think my comment was that I would either talk to people and go, guys, my business is just busting out. I don't have, I don't have the capability to turn. Everything's coming my door. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got, I've got other people I'm talking to. They're going, guys, send me some because I have had nothing coming through my door. The mm-hmm. number of people that I've talked to that have said, no, it's just been just, uh, you know, pretty much the way it typically was has been nil. I mean, it's yeah. either one end or the other. It's feast or famine. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. And I think we all experienced that and heard from other folks that were in the same thing too. And I, I like your point of saying like, it was what was in your pipeline. What did you have already? And maybe it goes to show yeah. we should be thinking about that a little bit more uh, throughout the, you know, to future proof us down the road. Like, yeah. are we, but these, but these single entrepreneur designers, I think were poised to be in a great position because didn't you guys yeah. all find too, a lot of bigger agencies had to lay off and then yeah. maybe even yep. companies yep. did. So who yeah. the first person they'll reach out to is an independent contractor under yep. those times. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll attribute, I'll attribute two things in there. One is you're absolutely right. I think that, um, uh, there were, there were a lot of people that had given consideration to, you know, would be, you know, can I go out on my own? Should I, you know, yeah. and that decision, I mean, back to that crisis mode, you know, that, uh, jump from four to eight happened, you know, all of a sudden, you know, somebody's unemployed or all of a sudden, <laughs> They're in a situation where they're going, God, I could be working for somebody else. Um, and it just happened. So, uh, but, but that's not just designers. I mean, if you start thinking about it, it's, uh, people that were employed in other industries that, uh, were potential mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that really had never had that push they needed in order to, to make that decision. And that yeah. was the push they needed. And you're starting to see so many more businesses bubbling up, you know, during oh. this period of time, yeah. some out of need and some out of just desire. Right. It's just totally. a testament to people seeking opportunity out of disadvantage um, that, you know, inevitably takes place in our lives. Um, there's a yeah. different way to approach that after time. I mean, hmm. yeah. Well, it's yeah. like your, you, what you said, uh, crisis forms opportunity. In Accelerates. A and, yep. and it was neat. Yep. I think I saw three or four folks who were always p- thinking of this going out on their own and doing something independent or even side hustling in addition to their job. Yep. And yep. boy, did everybody yep. take advantage of that last year. Think about all the people that have side hustles now. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, even that phrase didn't exist, you know, five years ago. It's, yeah. it's one of those things that uh, when you start to take a look at it now, people had those kind of uh, bootstrap ready-made uh, uh, areas that they could dive over to and invest their time in and yeah. make some money themselves. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's a it's a brave new and different world, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll nice. tell you the other thing that I think that uh, kind of goes hand in hand with that is that during that period of time amongst those clients that you have and you guys could probably attest to this there are those that were scared shitless that sat on the sidelines and there were others that had courage and were brave and realized that you know there's a bunch of folks sitting down on the curb i'm gonna sprint like hell Mm -hmm. and uh that just really (laughs) ran with it and fortunately we had a bunch of really courageous clients and sometimes you need to nudge them 
But, uh, you know, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for people to start moving ahead with their own efforts. Yeah, yeah fo- follow that, the lead, right? Totally, yeah. And, yep. and I think yep. that's sort of where I landed, where, like, I had a couple clients where just playing it safe, right? And I, and I get it, because, like, we mm-hmm. were in a state of just complete unknown. And, you know, it's so, pr- like, yep. small businesses, I work a lot with small businesses, so... It's a precious thing. Like if they go under, they it's not just their business goes under. Sometimes it's much more than that. But I will say the clients that like really put it all on the line, took some risks. The reward was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like early to market, I do a lot in the beer world. And so like people who are early to market beer deliveries, like I helped the client put on like a whole drive through beer festival, like all these fun things was tremendous. Like the success from those risks to put stuff out there was, I think the return is great. Right. And so, uh, so Jordan, was the spirit industry just going bonkers during this period of time? It would, the spirit industries was tough, right? Because like, at least in Oregon too, like it's only liquor stores mm-hmm. where you can get it. You can't go into like your grocery store, or your Safeway, your Kroger, and just get liquor. And they didn't have yep. packaging. No one packages other than the bottles and liquor stores. Yeah. So you couldn't go to a bar. Yeah. Couldn't go to. But Oregon did pass near the end of COVID, or not the end of COVID, but near the end of lockdown, like. They allowed uh, to go cocktails, so that changed a lot. But for sure, in those first few months, uh, the few like spirit companies I was helping out were pretty terrified. Yeah, just because they had no outlet. Yeah. I mean, it's such you know, a small impact. There, there is a um, uh, a theory that I always kind of come back to called Overton's window. Um, that it 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 basically is the premise of uh, you give a person an inch, they're going to take three. And yeah. it's that you know you've 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 got that child that uh, they've got a ten o'clock curfew and they are always supposed to go to bed at ten o'clock and they come to you and they say, hey, we're going to get together with some friends and we're all going to stay out till one o'clock. And you're going, no, you're not. And after some negotiation, you finally decide, okay, well, they can stay out until 11. Yeah. Suddenly, 11 is their new 10. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, you just keep, it's it's that window that just keeps getting opened a little bit wider and a little bit wider. And I think yeah. with uh, industries, uh, when you were just talking about, you know, states going to uh, allowing uh, drink, you know, uh, cocktails to go and the likes, you know, uh, you're, mm-hmm. you're never going to close that window back down once you've kind of opened that window up, have you? You know, and it the same thing in design you know yeah case in point oregon just solidified that law so now they can do it now indefinitely like it's just a they allow wow. to go cocktails mm. in all bars they, they're keeping it because yeah. it, you know when you get to the point of like what is this legislation helping in the long scheme like it's not it's just kind of antiquated sure. ideas uh and so but like yeah case, like that was a really that there's a lot of new growth opportunity there like well what does to go cocktails mean like man talk about packaging opportunities as designers who do he does a lot in packaging. Like that's exciting. That's a whole new venture that we haven't been able to do. Uh, now, if you're if if you're doing any packaging in uh, Louisiana, and, and hopefully you've got listeners there, uh, I've learned from Baton Rouge that they've got uh, drive-through cocktails to go, except that they serve them to you in a uh, cup with a straw in it, but they have to leave that one inch of paper cap on the straw. Yes. So that it, so it's a closed container. It's know. sanitary. Yeah, that, that'll keep people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's, kind of, it's closed. It's impossible. As long as you can't keep drink that it. little one inch of paper on top of that straw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like going, there's some marketing opportunity, that one inch of straw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people just got it all figured out. <laughs> Pronto, right? <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yep. It may be a new trend. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, stay tuned next year, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. Speaking of all these industries, you found yeah. you found a lot of industries that did uh, flourish, uh, th- th- mm. you know, basically because of what you were probably seeing in the logos, right? Like, yep. 
What I, I, I think some of them were. Oh, you were, had yeah. you you had we, a few. So you would mention the pets, plants, cleaning, totally, uh, delivery. Yeah. Uh, when you think of all these things that are like cooking, online things, like you saw mm-hmm. the results in it because of what was submitted as a logo. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one one little odd industry that um, uh, really has popped up, and maybe you guys have uh, run across this, but it was novel to me. Was um, I've got a uh, a nephew who uh, works for Google and a, a niece that works for another uh, conglomerate out in San Francisco that moved back to Kansas because everybody's working at a distance, but uh, but these companies are spending millions of dollars on things, activities to send to them that they can all zoom together to, you yes. know, all come together to, uh, to, to bottle wine, <laughs> Candle all making, come together to, right? to make yeah. sushi or all cool. come together to paint a picture or whatever. And, and these are the industries that are thriving are the ones that are coming up with yeah. these connective activities that people can join together on, uh, because they've kind of, you know, drifted apart geographically doesn't mean that they have to be apart geographically when it comes to activity. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, new industry everywhere. And isn't that, Hmm. that has legs because then like in the future, I mean, there's just family members that live in different states can now take advantage of these things and do those activities because we're now so rooted in this world. I mean, you know, we've always done it through Skype and everything when we've talked to you in the past too. And and you you did mention how Zoom and video calls have made kind of a big difference. They have, they've done, they've, there's a lot of pros and cons, let's face it. Like, sure. Hmm. There's a yep. lot of cons too. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's getting yeah. a lot of screen time, but you know. Well, okay. Uh, you, right. But let's, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. I have had more personal conversations with people that I hadn't talked to for years, and I looked them in the face, and we were just face to face in a Zoom yeah. call. But it was, I, I learned more from clients that, you know, wanted to share stories with me personal. And, you know, I, I probably have built stronger connections during this yeah. period of time yeah. than yeah. any other. That's well said, right? Because, like, especially it felt, you know, during those, like, really rough periods, you know, you're in the trenches with your client, right? Like, there's a massive mm-hmm. Solve totally. that you guys are trying to solve together, and so like inevitably yeah. yep. that connection grows stronger. And I think the level of trust with my clients has grown exponentially. Like I think because we've gone through something, you know, it touched everyone. And, and well, Jordan, I hate to tell you this, I've actually talked to some of your clients, and it hasn't. It may appear that way, but I'm just, I'm just saying, man. I'm just whole, whole other story on the other end. Right? You're, you're, living bill, a, you're living in a, you're living in a dream somewhere, man. No, I'm, I'm positive that's the case. Yeah, no, right. I think it's a case for all of us, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, yep. yeah, I think so. Yeah, because even and even new clients almost automatically go to the Zoom rather than a, a what used to be a phone call yeah. or just email, mm-hmm. right? And and I think uh, the, good point. The pro point. I've yeah. seen is that we start here where it maybe yep. never even was part of the equation a year or two ago with a new client. Sure. So yeah. I I do like yeah. this part of it. I think it helps you us sell better. Um, it helps yeah. us tell the story that we want to help them out with and everything. But the, yeah. I think there, you know, as as well, there are the cons too. It gets to be a very draining. It gets to be, a, you know, there's a lot of more screen time. And but 
also too, like it could linger a little bit. Too. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm also getting really tired of looking at floating fake backgrounds behind people. So I, I, I oh appreciate gosh. the fact that you, and those people that are listening to this don't realize that we're all looking at each other's houses right now. And, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've got dirty laundry hanging behind. No, I'm kidding. Right there, but, um, it allows you to enter people's homes in a, in a manner that hadn't existed before. I mean, whether people have been modest about that and want it to be controlled or not, there's a little bit more of that dipping into people's lives. And if children are coming in and interrupting, it's okay. Cause it's happening <laughs> everywhere. You know, it's more, it's a little bit more well-respected and it had been before, but it's like welcomed. It's interesting. Mikhail, I've, I've tried a couple of times where I've been on a call and encouraged people to turn the camera around 180 degrees the other way. And it's kind of, mm, no, 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 I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. fine. But, you, know, you, you don't want to know what's going on over there. They've, they've, got this cone, they've got this cone of good shit. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of strategy here. happening. They've, they've, they've uh-huh. curated this visual here. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. The cone of good shit. Totally. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> and we all have it because, like, past these parameters, you don't want to know, right? Yep. I, I, I love it. <laughs> no. Before we get into the the, the trends Ooh. a little bit, and let and and just so you guys know too as well, you can go to logolounge.com, hit their articles. Please, do. yes, yeah. and uh, we'll have a link. I'm sure they've already have it because let's let's face it, it's kind of like a mainstay for all of us to to use and kind of learn from. But one thing I love that you said, Bill, was you said people in branding are hired to sell to tell stories and create meaning. And I think more yeah. than ever after last year, did you see? maybe a spike in like a new sense of some creativity or as as much as you identify trends very well did you see an uprising in more like what's the word i i guess storytelling in logos and branding was what would you see you know i'm just yeah, curious I, I, you know I, it, it's interesting you bring that up because i did i did mention that uh in there and i think that uh here was my take on this is that I think that uh, during this period of time that uh, because it was a crisis there, you know, uh, it, I think, opened up the empathy orifice on all of us. Ooh, we, yes. you know, we, mm-hmm. uh, we were able to be a little bit more empathetic with others and we are opening to hearing stories and we were starting to listen, I think, to each other more. And when you're willing to listen then it's easier to share a story, isn't it? Mm. And I think that, you know, a uh, story is one of those ways it connects all of us. And, you know, it, it, it ends up ultimately finding little uh, parcels of uh, things that are special to everybody and kind of brings them together in such a way that you can relate to it. And uh, maybe maybe it's just the, you know, uh, empathetic aspect of this period of time because we were all kind of going through the very same thing. It wasn't sympathy mm-hmm. because sympathy is, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not, you know, I don't have any problems going yeah. on here. You know, it's, it's your part of the world. Yeah, we're all we in the hole together. The same thing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's I, a great I point. We, you know, like the feel, feel feelings better. are back and, and, and right. Yeah. And it's like, and, and you, it's true. And these little, yeah. I thought logos and branding particular, let's just face it. What was it about 10 years ago when the minimal vibe was so strong, right? And it was this mm-hmm. pullback of personality and everything. And what we've seen in that pendulum swing over the last five years is personality mm-hmm. coming back. And and this yep. this collection's a perfect example of that. Do you think that pendulum swing was faster than ever last year? Was that oh, what do you think? Um, because I've always wondered about the timing of that. And that pendulum swing is what, you know, we go from uh 
you know, uh, minimal, uh, vanilla, whatever. And then we get sick of that and we swing back to the other and we get more, more character so, or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and you're speaking my language, you know that because I like to talk about the pendulum, mm -hmm. um, and you know, how, how trends seem to be much like that. But I think if you went back to the uh, broadcast we did one year ago and we were speculating on what was mm. going to happen, I think I was imagining that there were going to be broader strokes and things that were more um, visible Ooh, than okay. they ultimately turned out to be. Um, you know, we, we, we've all got to keep in mind that uh, the thing that bears on us most is what's happening today. You know, um, it's, it's, we, we, how quickly we forget, you know, what happened a month ago or a year ago, mm -hmm. frankly, you know, yeah. and when, you know, it, we're, we're all kind of living in the moment, you know, it's cold outside. So global cooling is going on, you know, or it's warm outside. So global warming is going on today. You know, it's, it's not a daily thing. And when you look at branding, you know, branding, we all know this because all of us are involved in this, all of us. And, you know, it, it is that long-term play. It, mm -hmm. It's not a short-term yeah. play. And I think uh, especially within, uh, you know, some of the most uh, visible branding is rebranding. It's, you know, uh, folks that go in for uh, retooling to, to build resonance uh, with people to uh, become relevant again. And that that isn't something that you want to take lightly. Mm. And uh, you're usually dealing with smart enough people that uh, it may have gone into uh, process or the, the beginnings of it, you know, or pre-production before COVID hit. And it yes. may also be something that, you know, uh, they're kind of going, you know, we're, we're all feeling like this is here to stay, but it's not. We know that, yeah. you know, it, it's going to go away. And a year from now, we're all going to be kind of looking at it going, what? Okay, what was, do you remember that Zoom thing that we used to do when we were, you know, and <laughs> it's true. We're, it's true. you know, so keep in mind, you know, the snapshots in time are a really bad way yeah. to look at branding. You yeah, know, branding you're right. is, again, it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Yeah. yeah. But, but even like design trends, like this, this pendulum, like it's a slow swing or, or there's just multiple pendulums or, or think of it like a clock where <laughs> there like are. you have your second no. hand and that might like look at year You're to right. year yeah. no. and then you have your minute hand, yeah, which Jordan's might look right. like decades. And then the hour hand is like, man, RGB is not even that old. So the fact that we can do yeah. gradients yeah. is like, like a new <laughs> phenomenon in the world of like art. So yeah. that pendulum, yeah. it's yeah. like, you yeah. know, it's, it's good to kind of take those break points and like really check in like what does design trends mean? Because the short term also, it each one tells you different things, you know? Yep. Yep. Or, or like they're I, leading I, I to the tend same to sort imagine, of I, I tend to imagine a room with a whole, you know, it's kind of like cats in a room full of rockers. It, you know, I imagine a whole bunch, a whole bunch of pendulums swinging back and forth. You know, here's one for you know Spartan to overly curvy. Yeah. Here's one. Oh for my color god! From totally straight color yeah. to you know, and you're you're kind of you know dodging these pendulums as they're kind of swinging through. And some of them are just moving really slow, and then they speed up just as you get to them, and you start to go, oh yeah. shit! You know, I got to you catch up with that. You know, uh, so uh, the whole the whole pendulums thing, I have nightmares about that jordan don't bring it up 
you're, you're blowing my mind with the multiple pendulums now because it's it's exactly right. Like it yeah. it has yeah, and they're all on different paces and different timing and different levels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and measuring different things. You know, again, yeah. it's just like you know, we've got listeners out there that are going, "What the hell?" Oh, are talking about. But, I just have. I think essential it's I think, I think it's the best what thing to consider because we just did an episode last week on rebranding mm-hmm. and I we yep. we started with Michael Beirut's thing about you know it's a swimming competition not a diving competition yeah. and yep, and exactly. and also too but I remember when the pendulum swing thing was presented to me the first time by this trends uh, group that came and talked to a company I was working at. And it blew mm-hmm. our mind because we never ever, until you hear it that way, you yeah. don't, uh, you don't see it. And you can look at like, yeah. I think you, you might've shown like the Olive Garden logo was the perfect example when they rebranded, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they went from stone and chiseled and gradients mm-hmm. and texture yeah. and drop shadows and highlights to yep. this yep. vector. Yep. And everyone yep. just said, this is trash. And that's when minimal was going. <laughs> but then right. the idea of the pendulum swing makes so much sense. It's like, well, we're more digital now. We have an app. We we have to stand mm-hmm. out. We are we have salad dressing yep. bottles. Like so all yeah. of a sudden it works. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And application, like that changes. Industry application changes where like yeah, digital, you can get away with a lot. But if you grow to that size, like, well, how are you going to print that on your aprons? Or like, how are people going to put that on menus? You know, like, you you know, I think eventually comes a scale of business. And then obviously, like, the more touch points you have, the more versatile your logo needs to be, the more applicable. And you can't do that with some of those old illustrations. You just can't do it. Yeah. So either you have a couple I, of variations I think, or... I think we've gotten to that point where um, I, I have fewer and fewer clients that go, um, you know, yeah. when I fax that to somebody, I'm going... I'm sorry. We we don't we don't we don't we don't do fax here. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, you don't you don't get faxes there. Where where is there? And I go in 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 the year two thousand plus. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't get faxes there. Really? We don't need to make it register. And you know, yeah. it's, so there you go. That's crazy. <laughs> well, where where do you want to start? What what do you think is the perfect one? We've all got the the report in front of us. Where do you want to start? Oh, you know what? I'm just because I was having this conversation with a, a few of our team here before uh, I got on, and um, and I'm I'm going to share just a uh, a little bit of uh, quick information. So Go. yeah, all of this is on logolounge.com. Um, uh, Jay Walter, our director of digital here, just retooled the entire trend section of Logo Lounge. And if you log on there, it is just a blast to go through since 2003, every trend. And he's really thought this through. So it's very intuitive the way that you kind of travel through this. And I always tell people it's more important to know how you got there than it is to know where you are. So you can see the trajectory when you look at these trends and you can kind of see how they're evolving so that you can guess where they're yeah. going to be tomorrow. And, um, you know, uh, I, I've got to say, Nick, you are always so wonderful at kind of saying, you know, Bill always lets us know that he's just reporting. This is called your report. It doesn't mean that I like this shit. It doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, some of it I love. I really do. Oh, sure. Um, some of it I'm, I'm suspect of, you know, but I'm, but I'm telling you what I'm seeing out there. And it's not just what I'm seeing out there, but also keep in mind that Logo Lounge, you know, with 350,000 logos has a lot of data analytics of what people are looking at. 
and what people are submitting and the keywords that they're putting in there. So when somebody yeah. goes, oh, that's just Bill's opinion, it's not just my opinion. Oh, guys, I'm pulling this out because we've got the data that says, here's yeah. what's happening yeah. right now. And yeah. this this is how, you know, we've got to kind of look at this. And, so yeah. we, we were we were talking about electric tape and it you know <laughs> it's it, my favorite it's just oh is it really i i you know and and this is there's a few of these that kind of have gone so retro they kind of step backwards into you know i don't care if uh i do put the name of my business on that sign out front using duct tape i'm gonna do it you know it's mm. <laughs> it's not advised mm-hmm. as designers we're, we're not condoning that but i'm just telling you that this is a little bit of my thumb my nose at the man you know uh bad 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 kid market and i i I love that the uh logo that was done for uh the czech skateboard association which um if if you're familiar with czechoslovakia's flag they've got a lion that has two tails that's an entirely different story but they've got a lion on a longboard that's uh, a street (laughs) marauder and they have basically crafted it out of uh black electrical tape so that where you typically see these little straight little uh rectangular boxes overlap each other they weren't concerned about whether or not they exactly lined up there was some little crossover so on and so forth in there you know so it's kind of like you know i'm I'm just laying this stuff down man and i'm going to show it to you and and it's beautifully done i love the logo it is it is it's it's beautifully imperfect yeah there you go yeah. Well, it's just like, how do you solve for no curves? No curves are allowed yeah. in this, like, sort of, you know, <laughs> no exactly. curves. <laughs> no curves allowed. And they did it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. this is what a skate, this is how a skateboarder would, you know, mark totally. their board is, you know, with a roll of electric tape. Yeah. So, um, I, when the fire I'm pounding so around the internet last night. It yeah. is. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm pounding. I'm panning around the internet last night looking for some reference on this. And um, I think I was looking up black tape type. And I noticed uh, that not only are there some fonts out there that, you know, are made with electric tape or black tape, but there was a black tape project in 2019. I was going, what the hell is that? And it was a bunch of fashion designers that were making uh, bikinis and fashion garments on women uh, in Los Angeles uh, done entirely with black tape. And I was going, you know, I, I don't know that that was the impetus for this. <laughs> but, but I'm just yeah. saying there was, you know, this black tape project and maybe it led into this. I couldn't say. Every every year there's one logo to me that like, I it becomes not only my favorite, but it's the one, it's so good because you can't even be inspired by it because you'll look like you're copying it. And it was, for me, it was the filthy one. That one to me is... Yep. One of my favorites that alone, regardless of the trend and it making your cut, but to, you know what I mean? It just has that, that vibe and that, that something about it it's that just, I've never seen. enough grunge enough. Yeah. It's that yeah. combat. I forget what that, that rule is, but it's like a combination of familiar and a combination of surprise, right? It's like, mm. yeah, that's that, yeah. that's that ep- epic marketing formula that will work every time. Yeah. And there's Super just something, it all ab- comes together. there's just something about the, w- I love the way that, the F is almost reverse italic, and then the Y and everything starts to go maybe a little bit italic. But do you know what I mean? It's like no rules. I think you sum it up by saying it's it has that DIY vibe. And that being so relevant to people at home right now, does this really – if this is what you're trying to say, raw, kind of uh, against, yeah. the, against the grain, outside of the lines, boom, you yeah. have it. 
for those for those that haven't seen it or haven't gone to take a look at uh, there, these are not corporate marks. You know, um, even one though day. it could be argued that uh, one that, day that, that uh, PBC Chick is a yeah yeah, but you know from uh, it it really is the kind of situation where all of these are um, uh, trying to spite the system, if you will. Good, uh, yeah. In there that you know it's it's, it's the look and it, it it befits them. You wouldn't want to stick it on um, you know uh, a lot of businesses. I, I laughed so hard when I saw the name because oh, you always get us with two or three really good new names of these of these <laughs> buckets and and you know because I, I I've always loved that filthy one but when I saw the Czech skateboarding one I was like there's a way it could actually work in something a little more sophisticated yeah. right it's yeah. still yeah. it's it's kind of a, a compromising kind of vibe I, I mean it works in a few different yeah. ways yeah. you know nope it's really cool I love it for that reason. All right, guys, it's time to give a little love to the sponsor of this episode, Skillshare. You guys know Skillshare. We talk about it all the time. There are so many fantastic, great things to take advantage of at Skillshare to better yourself, better your career, or just find new creative things to do and master. You can basically witness all of this transformation right before your eyes because these are all project-based Skillshare classes. You can make a giant leap in your career with just taking some of the small steps and Skillshare is how you make that possible. It's an online community, offers tons of great memberships. These memberships are very unique because the meaning behind it means you are improving yourself and getting better. You can explore tons of really great actual projects and these are projects you can use, show off on Instagram, put them into your portfolio, whatever you need to do to show your new skill off. It empowers you to accomplish real growth. And this time, we're going to uh, basically highlight one of my favorites. This is from a buddy of mine. His name is Michael Fugusu. And Michael has a fantastic new course called Digital Illustration Techniques, creating this paper pop-up style. What's great about this is, as specific as it is, it's also a fantastic process of learning how Michael puts together his work in Illustrator, takes it into Photoshop, and creates this incredible depth and lighting and all this great texture to create something really new. So even if you're just looking to sharpen up all of your digital skills, what he runs you through is a fantastic exercise to get better and better. So when you take a look at this, he's going to show you how you start with sketching and rendering all of your illustrations into Adobe Illustrator. He's going to help you set up all the right lighting effects to make sure everything pops and it has a particular style. Then he adds these really cool paper textures into the layers. And what this does is it creates this incredible depth and volume, making a 3D look. He is such a great person to kind of sit with and learn from. He's a really funny guy. I think you'll totally, totally love this course. So if you want to check this course out by Michael, here's what you're going to do. Get into there. Take a look at our uh, offer. Skillshare will give you tons of great practice to make that progress get better. You will advance toward any goal you want to do, and you'll achieve it through these short lessons and hands-on projects. It's on demand. You basically can log on, learn what you want, Pause it, go right back to it whenever you need. Do something really cool today that's going to help you for tomorrow. It's designing for real life, and Skillshare offers incredible affordability. Basically, it's about $10 a month with their annual subscription. But you don't even need to do that to take advantage of Michael's course. What you need to do if you want to explore any of the creativity Skillshare has to offer, go to Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd2 and get a free 
trial of the premium membership. That's a free trial. You can have unlimited, go through everything and take a look at it. That's Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd2. Get on board, check out what Michael has got to offer, and we hope to see you there again soon. What You what guys next? pick one. Uh, you you guys pick dude, one. Dude, Off Jog is one I see. It's so prominent right now. Uh, and I, yep. yeah, like, I like that you gave a name to it because like, I see it everywhere. Like, yeah, and and it's only been yeah. maybe in the last couple months where I'm seeing it a lot more. But which one was it? Yeah. Jordan? Off jog, off, off oh, jog, totally. And that Brex one, you know, uh-huh. and, yeah, and and so that was yeah. one of those where is I, um, yeah. and I and I think your uh, listeners probably know this from having described this before, but I when I do this, I literally go through every logo that's been submitted since the last report, and this year that was close to around 30,000 logos. And as I do that, I pull off all the logos that have, you know, some aspect of something that's a nuance I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And this year I ended up with about 1,900 of them that I, I go through this match game where I pull one out and I go, okay, I know I've seen some more of these and I, you know, collect them into a gathered cluster. And that off jog is one where I was just surprised how many of those were in there. And, and yeah. there's a couple of iterations one is like you've taken a ribbon and you know that's that's perfectly straight and then you've kind of folded it and dropped it down a level so that Mm -hmm. you you know this ribbon Mm -hmm. kind of folds and then comes back into itself Mm -hmm. and uh as as you look at those sometimes there's that little curved line that goes into it sometimes you'll see a picture of like the american flag where you see the stripes coming along and then they kind of curve down thinly but they're still connected there's that sinew in there that connects them to the next group of lines kind of coming out so a lot of these there is no sinew there's no connecting tissue between them it's just you know we come down to a point and we're going to match up with the other point. And to me, the thing that I think is really brilliant about these is that they, the the part about that logo that's intriguing isn't the line coming in or the line mm-hmm. going out. The part that's intriguing is that little juncture that happens right there where it flips from one to the other. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. significant because it identifies that there is a change. Yeah. Um there, uh, there, there's one in there that is, um, uh, I think, uh, bank tracked or I, 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 the name's failing me, uh, at the moment, uh, for a bank, but, but it was a family shift, you know, it was from one to another. And, you know, I mean, here's this little jog. There's another one in there, which and identifies content. for a surf company. Yeah. 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 And there's That's another one, there that one. Identif- Yep. Great. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, the Which is, uh, they're there's very, one there with eyes by uh, the same. Yeah, yeah. There's there's one that is actually for a uh, surf company, and uh, it's uh, it 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 happens to be the point break that they mm. are identifying. So for a surfer, yeah. there is that point yeah. break that is essential to them because that's where you're going to pick great. up the very best waves. Um, all of these, that little flip over in there is that key thing in that business. It's a change point. And that's, that's all it's indicating is here's where the change happens. Yeah, that's cool. And that's the number one thing I get on every brief is like, what do you want the logo to say? And it's always change, right? Like, or shift (laughs) or something. And so like, but I I love that Brex one to me, there's just something about it that it's, it's almost moving. Yep. It's like like a flag almost. The other ones zoom in very Mm -hmm. 
closely on that very tight where you yep. said that junction is. And there's something about the yep. Brex one that blurs because it's of yeah. its of its scale. And to me, it's almost moving. It's almost fluid too. Like there's this. It's it's a fluid kind of adaptable logo to me. One one of the things that you may or may not realize is that when I pull these clusters together, I I may have twenty different logos to pick from, mm. and I've got to kind of find ones that show the diversity of yes. its use in there, so that they aren't all the same. And that Brex is one that has that little connecting tissue in there, uh, but I but I love it because it's so fluid. And when you look at it, I mean, what is it? It literally is a rectangle. Yeah, you know, which is as rectilinear as you could possibly be, mm. except you have this wonderful kind of curvaceous. You know, a you know smooth flowing, perfect line in there. Yeah, and it's just really gorgeous. Yeah, interesting. What about the number nine? This is the is it Janus? Oh, Janus. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about that. Because this a one's a. I've been seeing this, and I didn't even know how to. Yep. How to it, call it anything? Sort of yes. like an evolution from last year's variable type, right? Like it's exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And hmm. um, so here's what's going on with it. And the reason it's called Janus is Janus was the Roman god of uh, uh, change and uh, beginnings. And Ooh. so if you if if you have seen an individual that has a face on the front and a face on the back, that was the Roman god Janus because they were could both ah, look forward gotcha. and look backwards at the very same time. So it, hmm. it's a pun on the fact that it's two faces. Um, and that's where the, the name came <laughs> from now that you know. Um, I'm just dying for a so, client but, to tell me, I want my logo to be two-faced. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I, want, I want a two face logo or a double kind of two face company we really want to relate I know exactly yeah. <laughs> but so here here's what uh, here's what I love about this particular one is that when when variable fonts started coming out, um, you know, okay, just to describe for anybody who doesn't, you know, hasn't caught up with this, you know, millennium, uh, a, a variable <laughs> font is any font that you can sit there and quickly shift through any weight or extension or condensation uh, very easily mm. the same font. And any you can pick any point along that XYZ axis that you want to uh, with that. But what's happened is when variable fonts came out, one of the things that people used to demonstrate it was they would show you an animation of, well, look, here it is fat, and here it is thin, and here it is extended, and here it is, you know, and that was what people loved. Now, the real reason for a variable font was so that somebody could say, I want just that thick, and then they could set their name in that thickness of type. It wasn't to show it, you know, it coming yeah. up and down in scale. Yeah. But because we as designers were so enamored with this idea of this variable, you know, aspect of the animation, we're going, oh, shit, that, that's where the magic is, you know. So yeah. designers started really glomming on to that animation aspect of it. Well, this year, um, what we're starting to see is there are more and more programs that don't just take a sans serif Futura and run it through its, you know, gamuts, but they're actually taking dramatically different fonts. I may take a Futura and um, an Egyptine, you know, a slab serif, and, and they're able to swing them, you know, on an XYZ axis from one to the other very smoothly and you're kind of going god that's magic how are they doing that mm. so you 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 start to see some of these logos where it starts out as a serif 
and it transitions to a sans serif. Um, a lot of these really are active in animation when you go to their website or when, you know, you have an opportunity to see them in live action. Um, uh, that, uh, uh, yeah, that, that uh, Canal Brazil. Canal Brazil. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, it, if, if you go out and uh, check out Armin's brand new, uh, go there and type in Canal Brazil because there's a lot of great examples on there. And uh, by the way, under consideration and brand new and Armin are, you know, uh, just dynamite uh, individuals and uh, love to work with them. Uh, but uh, they, they've got a lot of these uh, examples uh, on their site if you're looking for uh, seeing it in motion or we've got them on our own trends. It's so great the way that is this. I remember being... The first time seeing these of maybe two or three years ago, it was so different and unique that I th- I kind of looked at it and said, I don't think it's going to work because it's well, it's so different in, at its first like uh, when your you, you, your first opinion might be like, no, 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 that goes against everything was. we've mine we've was. learned. Yeah. Right. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, I appreciate it so much because it might just work perfectly because my brain has to have the fixed logo. That is your hero, right? Like decide on it and it has to have it. But when you look at that canal Brazil one and even in all of its arrangements and all of its differences, it still Mm -hmm. feels unified. Well, and it's, and it's speaking to what their product is. Exactly. That's more important. Basically it's a, you know, it's, it's a provider of film and network uh, premium uh, programming in Brazil. And they've got this massive diversity of programs. So, you know, let's show off the massive diversity of what they've got going on. Here is the secret, I think, to, um, if, if you want to be a trend forecaster (laughs) in the design field, go look at the new tools. Whatever, whatever the newest tool is that's coming out, because designers, they, you know, we, we go through a learning curve ourselves. So the very first thing that we do is we take a tool and use it in its most novel, uh, naive fashion possible. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we don't give it a lot of thought, which is why when you first started seeing variable font logos, it was just them moving from fat to thin to fat to thin, fat to thin. But once you really learn that tool, then you start to find a way to integrate that with other aspects and to really make it more mature. And, you know, uh, George, uh, George Bachwan, I, I, I may have shared this idea with you before was the one that shared. Matter of fact, I did last year, uh, but I'm going to share it again, which he, he's the one that shared with me the idea of, you know, as designers, we all tend to set our hooks when we go, you know, fishing at about the same level and we're all catching the fish that are mm-hmm. on the top. And he's the one that said, you know, you got to dive down deeper and get to the bottom because that's where you're going to see the stuff that nobody else has seen. And the quicker you dive through all that stuff and get to the bottom. So it's, it's the same way with tools. You know, we start out fishing at the same level with those tools, but when we really learn a tool, then we can start to take that into places that everybody else isn't going, and we can start to build a you know a, a solution that people haven't seen before because we it's a great tool, but totally take it beyond you know the surface. Yeah, and even compounded by like becoming these tools becoming more accessible to a mass audience, where like font design was not really that accessible five, 10 years ago to everyone. Like those programs are really expensive. And now there's just a million different alternatives that everyone can make a font. And now you have this sort of variable font direction where like that's easier to get implemented, not only in Adobe, but also to create for you having like all these sort of techniques and tools helping you create and use. So it it, it works so well in tandem, which is exciting. 
Completely agree with you. Uh, okay, I'm going to start making a list of whatever new tool I started using the other day. Because <laughs> you're right, like it, it's so true. I, I mean, and I I love that you've you've put given a name and a little bit of a spotlight on this because I literally collected a bunch of stuff that looked like this that wasn't even moving, but it was. It, but it was just static images of like, what is this new trend happening? And I was like, I might have to even bring this up to Bill. But of course, Bill knew of it already. So you, you and you named it and you had it in your report. So I love it, Meg. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I'm 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 going to jump. I'm I'm going to jump to asterisks real quick. Go. Um, just because asterisks are one of those things that every year we see an icon, a symbol that seems to just proliferate. You know, it's it's everywhere, and um, in, I, I think last year was uh, lightning bolts that were everywhere, yeah. or little uh, four pointed twinkling stars, or you know, over the years, every year there's some element that kind of rises to the surface. This year, guy. Guys, we have just seen more asterisks, five-pointed and six-pointed and eight-pointed <laughs> asterisks than, than, than I can fathom. And yeah, and, and I'm going, you know why? And, it, and sometimes they're used as the, the main star. Uh-huh. And I mean, literally asterisk means little star. Uh, but I mean, sometimes it's the main star of the logo and that's what it is. And you can go back to, is it the Walmart logo or is yeah. it the old, you know, FedEx. Kinko's logo or something like that? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's yeah. plenty of, you know, asterisk logos. It's, it's not, it's not new to use an asterisk as a logo uh, but using an asterisk you know as part of that logo and maybe it's that little magical kind of accent that uh, occurs in conjunction with it but the thing that just caught me completely off guard is as I'm gathering these I'm going well there's all these asterisks and this shows just how damn naive I am that that seem to be a little <laughs> bit off center and I can't figure out why that is that they're they're you know and and I finally figured out they're all for uh, cannabis CBD pot, you know, it's it it basically yeah. if you if you grab you if you grab that convergence point and just pull it down on the vertical just a little far a little totally. further than you should. Yeah, for sure. All of a sudden cannabis. it's the shape of, you know, cannabis. And yeah. it but but it is such a, a corporate looking symbolic symbol the way that it is being used. You know, you expect it to be one of the keys on your keyboard that yeah, okay, and a asterisk mm-hmm. and a grastric, you know, and a, you know, <laughs> a, it's, it's one of those things where you're kind of going, "Hey, <laughs> you know, I didn't know this was a symbol." Yeah. It's a symbol. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I, I like that you even said that it, it, there's a natural instinct for the viewer, not just creatives, but anyone that knows the language, that that's a tip to scan down to a qualifying footnote. Like, yeah, I, I, I love, right? Like, and it's so true. Like, there's, there's, there is like, you had that one where I think semicolons or dot, dot, dot was a trend. Like, you saw yep. a lot of logos yep. that had, that ended with that. Ellipses. And I loved, I loved that one. It really, was a uh, memory burn for me because it was like your logo. Yep. Uh, it means there's a, that's just the beginning of something the conversation. Else. There's something, something else happening. And I think the asterisk yep. has that uh, particularly like look at Walmart, yep. the way they use it. Right. I think it's slightly right. higher base. Uh, so yep. it, it feels like where the asterisk would go. And I think it works for on so many different levels for you to think more of that company. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I literally remember being in New York with Connie Birdsong at Lippincott, uh, visiting them when they were developing that Walmart asterisk. Asterisk, and I was kind of looking at it, going, eh, "It's basically an asterisk, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> you sure that's going to work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did okay with it. Yeah, 
For sure. I mean, it, it, you yeah. think of what I'd love to ask people uh, what they think that means, particularly for the Walmart logo, right? I think it's really mm -hmm. got it, it. I think you'd get every answer in the book, and I think that's why it's such a. The logo has its own personality to its own, to the its own viewer. Yeah, yeah. It also kind yeah. of brings in the rods trend, right? Because like, they're not yeah, exactly. Beautiful. They kind of funnel into a point. <laughs> You know, um, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm putting together right now, um, and I'm, I'm not sure what date this airs on. So this this may be uh, uh, okay. I'm I'm breaking it, people. Uh, we're 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 probably not broadcasting live right now, are we? This is <laughs> no. going to broadcast at a future date. Yeah, the uh, three of uh, us. The illu <laughs> the illusion is gone, Bill. <laughs> ah, crap! I just broke through the fourth wall. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we're we're actually doing uh, a month of June, uh, the 9th, the 16th, and the 23rd. We are doing one hour uh, uh, series of webinars with How Design uh, for uh, How Design Life, and and we're going to be doing visually this report on the 9th, which is this coming uh, Wednesday. Uh, but it you know again this it'll it'll be hindsight to this program probably. <laughs> uh, but on the uh, <laughs> on on the 16th, we've got uh, Brooke Robinson from Good Type and cool. uh, Jonathan Rudolph from Logo Inspiration and Fabian Barrel from uh, Mr. Cup and talking about trends in design in general. And then on the 23rd, we're going to be uh, having Jay Fletcher and uh, uh, from the U.S. and Jaron Van Erden from uh, the Netherlands and uh, Taco Chubabka from uh, Georgia, uh, Tbilisi, Georgia, joining us talking about logo trends. So we, you know, I've I've been so wrapped up in talking about all of these trends with all of these wonderful people that have other ideas that I don't have mm. that, you know, it's, it, it's just making a rush to me. And I, and we were talking about rods, which frankly, um, looks like, uh, ima imagine taking a, uh, a stick, uh, a pole, if you will, a round pole that has a rounded tip. And if you aim it towards somebody, obviously the area it's foreshortened and the area that's closest mm. to you is going to appear larger and the area that's furthest away from you is going to appear smaller but you uh, you put these into an array and fan them out and suddenly it looks like you've just dumped into hyperdrive in star wars um yeah. and 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 i was amazed to find out that there were some younger people that actually knew what that was so i was kind of <laughs> going oh, okay these logos look just like star wars with it but um when when you look at them it almost is an extended drop that's going yeah. on. Hmm. Um, it gives this level of dimension that kind of fans out. A lot of times they're in somewhat of a vortex shape that kind of draw you hmm. down into them. Um, it is, uh, they're, they're all very positive. Um, you would almost yeah. guess that most of them are a burst that is coming out from a center nucleus. And you're, you're kind of questioning, well, why is that? And is it, is it because it's a company that's reaching out to people? Is it because a company has found a quicker way to get something to you speed wise? Is it because a, uh, uh, is it because it looks like the letter D and that happens to be the initial of the company? You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons, uh, for why, you know, people are doing this, but it's a, it is a element of design that yeah. we just hadn't really seen much of. And all of a sudden this year we're seeing, you know, all these people are building things out of these little rods. Yeah. Yeah. It adds some dimension, you know, like versus if they were just straight lines, like, okay, but having that little sort of perspective dimension just adds that next like 
you know, visual interest immediately. Mm-hmm. Because a simple, and, and, and it's the fact that it's rounded off on the end. I, you know, I, 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 lo- I love to tell people that, um, and, and I bet everybody who's had this happen to you, where you had a client that's come in and you've shown them a star in some fashion, um, and they may have even asked for a star, and they look at it hmm. and they go, you know, I, I like that, but it, it's pointy. Yeah. Well, it's a star. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it comes to that, a point. You know, those, yeah, those things come to a point, you know. Multiple times. Yeah, but it's so it's so it, they're so pointy, you know, and but but the human cortex is set up. I mean, we we as human beings you know, from from our evolution are designed to stay away from thorns or to stay away from fangs or to stay away from broken things that might hurt us, mm. you know, sharp things. So we, you know, so we feel odd about that. So what do we do as designers? We round them off. You know, a few years back we did tumbled, you know, where you start to round things out a little bit. So if you look at those rods, what we've really done is you basically have all these points coming out that had just been rounded off you know mm-hmm. so the people feel more comfortable with it yeah We're not scaring them off it's not so pointy <laughs> the db workplay one is quite quite a different one in that mix too because it's yep. it's the, the shortest ray and then the most drastic angle and i think that's the yeah. one i really see the um because of maybe the gradient in there, but you were talking about how it has a perspective. It has that forced perspective and it really does pull you in. And I, I love those ones that are a little bit like, Whoa, I I haven't seen that yet. And that's a great example, you know, in that, in that trend. Yeah. And, and you can see they're, they're all new enough kind of trends that everybody kind of brings something different to them. That, that one that you're mentioning, uh, each one of those elements has some gradient going on in it. Yeah. You know, in a clever uh, way, like so, they found the light source. Like they're not all the exact yeah, same copy. Exactly. Gradients. Like, oh, the light source is upper left and everything's according. So like that yeah, feels like that. good. Yeah. yeah. Some of the other ones are just solid, you know, yep. with, yeah. with absolutely no gradient going on whatsoever. Um, Two things that I'm going to report on that aren't in part of this report that uh, are just uber dominant right now, and that is uh, pattern and animation. And um, here, here's the deal. You know, you know, at the very beginning of this conversation, we started talking a little bit about that period of time, maybe ten years ago, when, uh, and actually, it was only six years ago. But I'll, but I'll give you that ten that you you suggested, Nick, was when everybody started dropping back to just pretty much straight sans serif fonts and uh, kind of dropping their logos and trying to be as Spartan as possible. Yeah. When, when, when you think about all that going on, something something in the hierarchy of grabbing your damned attention had to happen. And as human beings, and this this is, you know, how we see things, we identify color first. Secondly, we identify pattern. Third, we identify shape. So before we see the shape of a logo, when, when you're driving down the road with your kids and they see that yellow thing up ahead, which is a McDonald's logo, and then they see the rhythm of the two arches, you know, they, before they see that logo and can read McDonald's, they can tell it's McDonald's because you're picking things up in that order. And this year, because we have really stripped back so much of the logos, uh, so many logos that are just plain black and white. They're just going to live in that kind of condition, but are going to let their surroundings, all that visual vocabulary that hangs with them, 
take the hierarchy and uh, you're looking like uh, ESL, the you know sports league, uh, the esports uh, group, or uh, DreamHack, or um, uh, there there are so many different entities out there that have adopted both pattern and animation, which really end up filling that world and letting the logo really lay back. It's like the logo is almost mm. not there because that yeah. pattern and that animation speaks to what that brand is as opposed to uh, looking at the logo and going, oh, that's the, that's, that's the brand. Yeah. It makes sense. a big difference. That's yeah. fascinating to me. The or- How do you know that, Bill? How do you know the order in which we see those those attributes you mentioned shape oh, last sure sure and 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 that's actually um just from uh the visual capabilities of you know, i mean it, it's from studies um I, I wish i could direct you towards a uh, a book but it's just the way that the eye sees and what it picks up in the order that it picks it up as you move closer okay. and closer to something mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's just but i guess just curious, the very first that thing yeah. is color then it would be in in Europe, Northern Europe. Yeah, no, I mean, so it's almost like, imagine if you would, um, taking a camera and taking it out of focus and, but aiming it at something. And as you slowly start to pull it into focus, what do you see? Well, the first thing you see is the color of what you're bringing in, but you don't see the shape. And the next thing that you start to see is pattern or rhythm in there. You, you know, you might be looking mm. at, let's say, wrought iron, you know, that has, uh, you know, vertical bars in it. Um, but the first thing that you start to see is that there's a vertical breakup of space and you start to see pattern. And then as you come into focus, then you go, oh, okay, I'm looking at a wrought iron fence, and those are the bars that are on the fence. So it's it's the same way at a distance. I mean, you know, things slowly come into focus to you, and that's the order in which you see them. Yeah, recognizing patterns, I mean, that that that's allowed us to... I mean, you can get into, like, anthropology here, but, like, I know patterns is important because that's allowed us to predict and expect what's coming. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a very important thing for humanity, right? Like that recognition involves just like a lot of matching and information that's already there, but you can store mm-hmm. it in your brain really well. And like, that's what really separates us and our cognitive abilities, like being able to identify patterns, what's happening, what's going to come and, and make predictions. Yeah, we're, Not a lot of species can. We're, we're really getting that. deep, but Jordan's yeah. <laughs> Jordan's starting to wander into, no, seriously, you're, you're starting to walk, you're starting to wander into uh, visual psychology, which is that, you know, uh, yeah. it's not uncommon for us to look at something and go, do you see those two kind of eyes in that thing? Well, again, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through through evolution, we we have been uh, predispositioned to start to pick up you know a set of eyes because it's either friend <laughs> or foe, and we need to identify quickly. You know, if we're going to yeah, yeah. continue to live, and you know, it's, it's how you start to see faces in a cloud as opposed to seeing a ladder in the clouds. Yeah, you know, yeah. If yeah, yeah, the uncanny so, valley sort um, of things. Um. Yeah, I think that kind of stuff is great, though. Like, even for designers to have some, like, you know, if anyone has, like, a little bit of an interest, I, I get down that wormhole pretty often. But it is helpful 
to kind of identify these factors when you when you end up. I mean, we, all we do is translate things visually, you know. So like those things have a basis. Yeah. Where we kind of yeah. live. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of maybe close in this direction, and I am gonna come back to local lunch, but I wanna I wanna make a comment <laughs> yeah. uh, just about our our profession in general, and that is that uh, guys, we we live in a very subjective world. We are designers. Um, you pull twelve designers into a room and give them a project. I guarantee they're all gonna come back with a different solution. <laughs> And they yeah, all may sure. be genius solutions, but they're going to be yeah. different. You pull in, in their 12 way. accountants. Yeah. You pull in 12 accountants and ask them to add up a column of numbers. Theoretically, they should all come up with the same answer. Same. That's objective. <laughs> Our clients generally are objective and we are subjective. And that's where you have this clash. And you've got to be able to find a way. <sighs> Michaela, you were asking me, you know, well, how do I know this? You know, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I actually got a business degree before I got a design degree. And, uh, you know, as, as part of design, we've got to be able to communicate to an objective individual, that CFO or CEO or CTO or whatever it is, this information in such a way that they know that we're not just bullshitting them, that they understand when they say, can you show me what the ROI is on this, that we can explain to them, no, I can't guarantee the ROI. But what I can do is I can explain to you in an objective fashion why this works. And, you Mm. know, there are so many designers that can design beautiful logos, but have absolutely no idea what that's going to do for their client. They just know it's a beautiful logo and it may not be right. And it may be right. We don't know, but if you objectively know, and if you uh, provide objective information to your client, you can charge so much more for your work because you know, you, you can prove the value of it, you know, and, and that's why they come to you. And I, you know, so I so encourage that is very much the audience that that is very much the consultation component of our position to me. That was really, really well said because you have to be able to provide the argument that it, that for example, any given selection is on trend, um, and, or, and, or pull examples with these big top leading notable brands for them to visually yep, yep. see themselves that you're, that you're not bullshitting them. Have you guys yeah, had to do exactly. that? Have you guys oh, had I, to do that? I am beyond, yeah. I, it, it gets better and better every new pitch. But you know what's it, interesting you, you, is you that learn. there's a way to approach that that's defensive. And there's a way to approach that that's That's, uh, I like to make it like, it's like a game changer. Like uh, I'm op- I'm opening the door to something, they've a room they've never been in. I think that's the way to do it rather than come off like this is the way it's it's more like let me share a secret with you, and then it makes sense even more. And they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, doesn't it matter? Cons- it doesn't matter because everybody wants to fit in so terribly. It's, it's almost a little bit of a mm-hmm. knockoff. It's almost a little bit of a come on, guys. Let's be on edge here. <laughs> Let's do yeah. it for the first time. What do you say? Mm-hmm. D- does it bother any of you that it seems that you can sell words? For twice what you can sell pictures for, um, you know, if, if if you if you look at a project when somebody pulls you in, they're willing to spend twice the money to have you give them a an evaluation and a marketing you know um, uh, brief that explains Report. to them you know uh, what what they need to be doing. They'll pay you half of that 
yeah. for the actual design, you know, That's but, but it's so the front, well it's front end of that, that they find the yeah. value. And, you know, as designers, you've got to learn that if you're going to make it, you've, you've got to provide both ends of that hot dog. You can't just provide one. Totally correct. And I think you're right. And we've pushed this to our listeners all the time, because we're all still struggling on this. You add that component to your design work and become that person that can hopefully be both to them, you know, because yep. as a teacher too, I've told my students a hundred times, design is the end of the strategy, the strategy, the words, mm -hmm. the content well said. has to come first and then everything else will support yep. it. Yep. But we're as designers, we're, I feel we're, we're, it's easier for us to bring marketing in as a one person show as a marketing person would be to bring in design. Yeah. 100%. Oh, absolutely. You are mm. so correct. You know, so yep. we, we have to take advantage of that. And it makes a huge difference. And I share those little presentations where, and, you know, the three of us have, have shared our documents as well. And we know what we, we do and we can learn from each other and be like, whoa, there's a cool little additive that I'm not doing right now and vice versa. And they get better and richer each time. And I feel like if the person doesn't get it, then maybe it's not the right client. If they can't appreciate that and I've done everything I can, to explain that, maybe it's not the right partner down the road. I love the ones that get yep. it and just and drool over that stuff, right? That's the best. You bet. Yeah. That is the best. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think you said it like the subjective versus subjective is is dead on. I mean, like, yeah. that's the most simple and profoundly best way to say it, right? And, and I think most freelancers will end up getting that way just because you start to realize like I can make a lot more money if I actually know exactly why I'm doing this, you know, yeah. inherently it might look cool, but like if I can actually explain, break it down in an objective way, what success means in terms of like how this will operate within your, you know, set problems, pain points. Yeah. That's how you sell it. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, this logo is cool. Well, Here's it. It's isn't trending. It'll make you look hipper. Those things don't really last. And I think most clients with a bigger budget are understanding in the industry. If, like, if, do if you not don't get there, that. you're going to die. You're going to, you're going to die. Yeah, if you don't yeah, get there, yeah. you just, you know, you're, you're not going to make it. The last thing that I'm going to kind of, uh, throw in plug here away. is logo lounge. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, it's okay. Please do. I'm gonna, and I'm going <laughs> to plug now, you know, um, so, uh, logo lounge for, for those that don't don't know uh, Logo Lounge. I'm highly encouraging you to go to logolounge.com. We are really getting ready to do a call for entry for book 13. Holy shit. Um, lucky 13. Uh, we, you know, we have uh, done 12 books that have been bestsellers in our industry that have just, it is the largest collection of uh, publications on identity design. Yep. You got it. I love it. And, and just so that those listeners that are fans of you guys know, you've got logos in those books because you're just that good. <laughs> but, uh, logo, yeah. So, so yeah, last yeah. year was my nope, first entry. Serious. It was great. You yeah. got it. So uh, Logo Lounge is a uh, $100 annual subscription, and there are 350,000 plus, I think, logos on Logo Lounge as our uh, members submit them that are highly contextualized. You can hit the button to just look at the good stuff or the medium stuff or everything in the world. You can uh, look at any keyword or industry or the designer or the country or the place where it was done or, you know, the time period that it was done. It is one of the best resources uh, for identity designers. Plus, you can 
can upload all the logos you want to for that same $100 price. And it probably, you know, if, if you've got a company that you're working for that is willing to spend a little bit of money on coffee, damn it, go take some of the coffee fund and get a logo lounge membership. We'd there love to have you and uh, love to see you in there. So <laughs> it's it, worth it's, it. Cool. It's, it's yeah. a resource that you, I love that you said too, you can look up by specific times, by specific countries, because yep. there is a ch- chance you will have to have that resource of like, I wish there was a database that could tell me what was going on in the nineties and <laughs> you know, what, whatever. Right. Like, and, and, and uh, so here's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Here's a, here's a dirty little secret Uh-oh. in there that, that I know that you guys already know that a lot of people don't recognize. So as opposed to uh, logo lounge, just having logos that were actually sold to clients, we learned very early on that everybody wants to see what everybody else has done, sure. whether it's sold or not. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the What's vast the majority of what is on logo lounge is um the you know if, if you yep yeah, if if you presented five logos you didn't have four losers you had five logos and yeah, we, I like you know that. we take them all yeah and <laughs> it's one of those things where you know uh that is uh, also a way to protect those designs because when you upload them you have a copyright date on that so that you can indicate that this was yours as of that date so it's not just wasting away in some file somewhere and somebody else comes up with an idea and you go, shit, great mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> I should have had that out there. Yeah. It's also great for cross-referencing, too. Like, if I have yes. an idea, I'm oh. like, I want to make sure this isn't done. And really, Logo Lounge has been the best place for that. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. for anything more simple. It is. And there's good, That's honestly, great. like, the fact that you guys put out publication books and, like, article, like, I yeah. ended up in this dog tag trend, and I had two offers in the last couple of days from just seeing this, right? So, like... Call there's little uh, yeah it's been it's, it's hilarious but there's been like you know it's not just a database you guys actually publicize and like put stuff out there in a cool way wonderful so it's fun exposure you know you get to see your logos kind of in places where they might not have been um yeah i yeah i love the fact that you're in the dog tag <laughs> yeah yeah i know <laughs> good, good thing it was a dog house right yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is so Jordan. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Jordan, Jordan, I'm going to tell you a, a, another little secret here Uh-oh. is that as I started pulling that trend together, you had a number of uh, little <laughs> logos that were kind of like that, mm-hmm. that fit that fit into that trend. Yeah. And as I started pulling my ideal cluster together, I realized, <laughs> oh, crap. I got three of Jordan's logos in here, so I had to start pulling other people's logos in just to, you know, it was just. I love the word, You came that close, man. I'm telling you, you came that close. You almost did a full uh, swipe of a a category. Yeah. The the Jordan category. Yeah. Just call it the Wilson. (laughs) Oh, well, Bill. I love that logo, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. That was a fun one. Thanks again, dude, for doing this. I, I, I we look forward to it every year. Oh, but this is such a and, and thanks for like digging a little deeper in the beginning there because I think that's the stuff that really is the reason you do yeah. this. It's it's not so much to be like, ooh, what's on trend? Let's work with it. It's how do we learn from what happened? And last year was the ultimate year for that. It's predicting yeah. patterns. You guys can always reach out to me at Bill yeah. at GardnerDesign.com. I'm glad to talk to anybody. So it's just that easy. Love it. Love it. Great. Thanks again, Bill. You got it, guys. Bye.